Welcome to the Connecting Place podcast. Here is Pastor Joe Caminetti. One phrase that you can always remember, and then I'll expand on it in in this series, but it just simply goes like this. We exist to see a city connected with God. When I go to bed at night, this is what I'm thinking. When I wake up, as I go through my day, I'm thinking, what can we do? What can we put together? What strategy can we have to cause people that aren't connected with God to be connected? Here's what we did. We identified and put people in the groups so that we know how to reach them. We, we know how to take them from one place with God to another. The first is a fan. We'll talk about that. Then we have this next group. They're progressive. Uh, it's the friend. And then here's God's end game. You wanna know what God's end game is? The follower, that's the end game of God. That's where God wants all of us to come to. each and every one of you to BC. So excited you're here today. And this is Vine, a visionary series, lesson two. You just saw our recap of last week. And I'm so excited about this second lesson because we're talking about vision. As a church, we exist to see a city connected with God. That's the very reason that we exist. And God's end game is right over here. We have that cross, this symbol, and it's all about you and I becoming followers of Christ, passionately following him with everything that we have. And today I'm going to teach you something, talk about something that some of you know, others you're going to hear it for the first time. Others I'm going to encourage you to begin to do it again because you have walked in it in the past. And it has to do with you and I doing life together. Christianity is about doing life together in a, in a community. It's not just about the service. Service is important, but it's about doing life together. So let me share a little bit about my history with you. Um, I grew up in a very traditional church, and mom and dad brought us to church every week, and they trained us well and did a great job. Once I was able to drive, my habits for church were real simple. I always went, made sure I walked in when the first song started so I didn't have to talk to anybody. And then I would always leave right as they were shutting it down. I saw it was shutting down, and I'd take off so I wouldn't have to talk to anybody. And I also wanted to beat the crowds in the parking lot and get out of there as quickly as I possibly could. And that's where I was in my early days as a person. It was just, you know, I have to go, I'm going to go. And then I accepted Christ, and I wanted to go, but I, I... I, I didn't see the value in doing life together until I grew and had to grow in God. And I remember when we started Believers in 1983, I was 24, Gina was 20, and we went years, years, at least 10 years, where we never emphasized little groups. And I'd have people come up to me and say, do you guys do any little groups here? I, I love what you're doing in this 
scenario, but you do little groups, and, and I would just scratch my head like, say, why do you need that? And the reason I would say that is I had all the friends I needed. I had all kind of good friends, and I have a big family, and I have a family, nuclear family that's just, you know, I had everything I could ever want, and I just couldn't understand why I would need to make another friend. And uh, as you can see, I was dysfunctional. And so time, time went by, and God began to open up my eyes to something and began to show me the value of this thing called doing life together. And I'm amazed over the years as I've grown, and not only grown spiritually, but I've begun to experience this thing. It's absolutely amazing. And I do an off-the-books connect group, and that's what we call our small groups. Some churches call them life groups. We call them connect groups. I do this off-the-book connect group. I call it Disciple. It's for men only, and it, it's a really cool group. I look for primarily men that are new at the church, and I personally invite them because I, I want to get to know them. Now I know and I've felt and I've lived in the value of doing life together. Then I'll pull some guys in that have been here a while so that there's a nice mixture. And then we go through this seven-week course I put together, and it's the most incredible things. One of the things we do is called the threes, and I asked them to come up with three people, three things, three places that impacted their life the highest, at the highest level. And I let them know it doesn't have to be Christian, it can be secular, just three things, three people, three places. And as we go around the room, we do a couple a night, I'm absolutely amazed at what I hear come out of people's mouths. There are times, remember this is all guys, that we'll start to tear up when we hear somebody else's experience. And it absolutely is amazing to watch the connections that are made but then the connections that I've made. So I've done it three times now. It's ran 60 guys through it. I'll be doing it again on a Tuesday night in, in, in the near future. But it's just an incredible thing to watch everybody connect. And I've learned something. I've learned that no matter how many relationships I have, there's always somebody out there that's going to change my life and enhance who I am, and give me something from God that I don't have. And so I'm constantly striving to make those new relationships, but I also become really excited to watch people that have never known each other connect and become best friends, and they begin to help each other, and they walk through life together. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to show you the value in it. So there are some of you sitting here today, maybe, you know, you're here because someone invited you, and we are so excited you're here. Maybe you're a Christian, maybe you're not. I think today's a great day. You're going to see one of the values of Christianity, which is connecting with people. There are some of you here, you're like I was. Maybe you think, I have all the friends I need, and I'm going to you know, book out of here like I do every weekend as quick as I can, and I uh, want to beat the crowd and get to the restaurant and go see the Browns win today, and whatever it might be. I, I just want to get my day going. So um, I understand you. And there are others that are here, you're shy, you're bashful. And I want to say to you that breaking through that barrier of being shy has a benefit on the other side that will change your life forever. And I want to encourage you to connect in the days to come into a small group that will absolutely, literally change your life. So today we're looking at just one of our core values. It's number five, and it goes like this we are better together. 
And I want you to walk out of here never forgetting this truth. We are better together. And I want to show you why it's so valuable. Let me just read the description of this. Um, it goes like this. We are convinced that life is not meant to be lived alone, and we are committed to building a culture of authentic community. We recognize our innate need for each other, and we, we create environments to connect in a real way. So the environment or the vehicle that we've created is what we call connect groups. And we are launching them at the highest level in our church history. Uh, they'll start in a, a week and a half. And so this weekend we thought, let's go over this core value. Let's let people know what we have to offer them. And some of you that are here, it's going to change your life forever as a result of being in this service today. So at the end of service, you'll get to walk out in the lobby and every group is out there. There's a table. You can meet the leaders and you can find out where God wants you to connect at this stage in your life. I want to show you the value of it as we go forward. Paul said something in Acts 20.20 that I think is absolutely incredible. He said this, you know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. We're going to keep that up there for a while, but I think this is pretty cool. Did you notice what scripture this is? Acts 20.20? 20, 20? I think there's a reason this ended up being Acts 20.20. 20. Um, typically, when someone has perfect eyesight, what do we say? They have 20.20 20 vision. I have never, ever had 20.20 20 vision. When I was young, one of my problems was I had a weak eye, and I had to wear a patch for an entire year. My brothers called me Sinbad, and uh, they used to point at me and make fun of me, and I would cry just like a little baby because I just couldn't believe my older brothers would do that to me. And I've always had these weak eyes, and you, you may think, well, you're not wearing glasses. You're not even wearing reading glasses. Well, that's because I have 18-size font on my iPad, so you guys can read my notes from the front row there. And uh, that, I love the iPad for that reason. Now, my wife, she's always had 20-20 vision. Just uh, in our early marriage, I simply called her eagle eye. And we'd be driving on a highway, and she would see a sign a mile away. She'd go, oh, that's our exit. And I'm looking, I go, I just see a green thing. And uh, I couldn't read any lettering as of yet, but she could see it from way far off. But I'm kind of excited because she celebrated her 39th birthday for the 11th time. And uh, <laughs> now when we're in a restaurant, she has to get her glasses out to see. And I love to tease her over that because finally her eyes have weakened a little bit. But thank God for 2020 vision. I've never had it, but if you have it, I'm so excited for you. But spiritually speaking, 2020, 20 spirituality, if you want to grow in God, it's going to have to happen publicly and house to house. So publicly is a meeting like this. So Paul did some meetings like this. And tell you what, God needs you to sit in rows. But house to house is talking about smaller meetings. And we do primarily most of our connect groups are in this building in different rooms and then sometimes out in the community in some different places. But house to house just means a smaller group. When I was in Israel at one time, I saw Peter's mother-in-law's house. They said, this is Peter's mother-in-law. How they know that, I have no idea. But they go, this is Peter's mother-in-law. This is where Peter came and, and they prayed. Jesus prayed for his mother-in-law. And I'm like, whoa. 
do you know that thing was smaller than this platform I'm on right now? So house to house meant four, five, six, seven people. It was a, it just, the whole idea is a group. Now, rows are great, but circles are necessary if you're going to have 2020 spirituality. And if you want to get to a place to where you're following Christ with a passion, you need both rows and you need circles. And that brings you to 2020 spirituality. And I want to help you see that as clearly as I can as we continue to progress today. And in most cases, we're swimming upstream in our culture because it's not part of the culture of Northeast uh, Ohio, uh, America, I should say, the Northeast U.S. Uh, you go down south and people are totally different. I have friends that pastor in the south and they say hi to everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. And, and it's just a totally different society down there and up here we're a little bit more reserved we're a little bit more closed and you know why i understand i grew up here i know exactly how we are and and that's not bad but biblically sometimes we have to swim upstream to break some of the culture that you and i are so familiar with so i came up with uh, just six ways that connect groups will absolutely impact and enhance your life and that's what i want to do today. I want to just talk about those. As we bring out this point, we are better together. It changes everything as we connect with people. And I'll share some examples as we go, but let's take a look at this first reason. Number one is it allows us to fulfill our only commandment. As Christians, you only have one commandment, guys. Uh, we, Christianity came out of Judaism, the Jewish religion. Jesus was Jewish. And in Christianity, uh, we just have one commandment. The Jews had the famous Ten Commandments, which we still believe in. Jesus said, if you follow the one, you'll fulfill all those. But they had hundreds of commandments. So Jesus comes on the scene and he says to the Christian church, I'm going to give you just one commandment. I'm so glad he made it simple. Just one commandment. And here it is, John 13, 34 and 35. He says, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. I just want that to stay up there. I want to talk a little bit to you about it. Did you notice he said, I give you a new commandment? The Greek word for new, uh, if you look it up in Greek dictionaries, it says this. It says that which is new, which is meant to replace everything before it. And so Jesus is letting us know it's not just one that's added on, it's replacing every other commandment. And I think it's fascinating that he says, you and I loving each other, notice verse 35, our love for one another will prove to the world that we're the disciples of Jesus. Now think about that. How well we can quote scriptures will not prove to the world that we're disciples of Jesus how passionate we are in our worship, as good as that is, it won't prove to the world that we're his disciples. How many times we go to church or what we do religiously, it's all good, important, but it doesn't prove to the world that we're his disciples. Only one thing is meant to prove to the world we're disciples of Jesus, and get a hold of this, it's how we love each other. <laughs> so the world's going to see us, and they're going to look in and as they see us lay our lives down, like Jesus laid his life down for us, as they see us lay our lives down one for another, Jesus says that's going to prove to them 
that you're my disciples. And connect groups, that's where we lay it down. It, it, aren't you laying your life down just to put some time aside? I mean, just, you know, most of our connect groups go 10 weeks, some are seven, some are eight. But 10 weeks, you're laying your life down, aren't you? You're saying, man, I, I could be doing this, I'm busy. That's 10 nights, 10 weeks, oh my goodness. But guess what? You're loving and you're laying your life down. And then within that group, love begins to happen in a God way that's absolutely spectacular. It has changed my life. And again, I have a very functional family and I have a lot of close friends and I have all kinds of you know, family and relatives. But the connections I've made in church, they've changed me. They, they've impacted me for the good. And every time I make a new connection, my life is enhanced because of this thing called love. Here's the second one. Uh, we, we have an opportunity to build biblical relationships. And I've had people tell me, I don't come to believers because it's just too big. I don't like a big church. Can't get to know people in big church. And, and um, here's what I would say to them. We all tend to loosely interact with around 30 people. 30 people. And I hate the word loosely interact because... That's the opposite of what Jesus wants. But I want to show you, this is, this is where Christians are, okay? And this is where America is. We, we, we tend to loosely interact with about 30 people. Now, here's what I want you to see with this stat. Whether you're in a church of 100 or a church of 10,000, you're only going to loosely interact with about 30 people. So no church is too big because you're going to find your 30 people and you're going to loosely interact with those people. But here's the heart of God. God wants you to develop biblical relationships, which goes beyond loosely interacting, where you make these new friends and, and you guys begin to uh, speak into each other's lives and uh, you begin to have this connection that's absolutely incredible. That's the heart of God. And some of you have biblical relationships, and here's what I want to say to you, because I have a bunch. God wants to give you more. They're absolutely incredible. And God wants you to be a blessing to someone and he has someone else that's going to bless your life and change it forever and that's what i've noticed in my connect groups uh, it's going both ways here's reason number three guys it protects you and we all need protected listen to ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 10 and 12 two are better than one because they are they have a good return for their labor if either of them falls down one can help the other up but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. We need somebody to help us. Here's verse 12. Though uh, so one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And the Bible is just saying that you and I become a protection to one another as we connect with one another and I've watched this in my groups. It's absolutely spectacular to watch where someone comes in, they had a terrible week, maybe they lost a loved one, something else happened in their life, and here they are, they come to the group, and they just spill their heart to everybody in the group, and then I watch people come to their rescue. I watch people do things for them and help them and pray for them. It's absolutely spectacular. It's life-changing to watch it take place so it brings us this protection hey here's another one number four it provides a platform for encouragement and boy we all need this here's a famous scripture hebrews 10 verses 24 25 and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and 
good deeds. Verse 25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. There's something about people speaking into each other's life that's absolutely incredible. Now, typically, pastors will use this group in a way where we're telling people, come be in the rows, and that's true. But, you know, encouraging one another, you encouraging someone else, someone encouraging you, that's done in circles. We're better together. And he's telling us, make sure you connect, make sure you hang out with people, because you'll speak into one another's lives. And I've watched this happen. I'll tell you what, I gave my guys... In, in my group, I give them scriptures, and I just give them one or two verses per week, and they're always themed on a subject for that week, and I tell them, just read this all week long. Read it. Next week, I'm going to go around the class, and you tell me what God spoke to you, and show me what he showed you in this scripture, and it's some of the most, sometimes I'm jotting down, like, oh, this is a series right here. This is something I never saw before. I'm hearing things that I have not seen myself, and I do this all the time. And uh, it's just absolutely amazing. I've had guys say they saw something in a verse that I have taught on, and I've never seen in that verse in my life. But they were right, and it changes my life as I just sit and I hear people being encouraged. I had my prayer group yesterday at 9 a.m., and we had a new person that joined us, and uh, they were just telling us how, um, you know, just uh, some, some things that are going on in their life and where their struggles were in their life. And so we listened, we encouraged, and then we prayed. And then one of our guys that's a regular, he couldn't make it exactly at starting time, so he came in later. He missed all that. So we go through prayer, we end with a worship song, and when it's all done, the guy that came late looks at the guy that's new, and he just looks at me and says, when I walked in, I saw you, and when I saw you, I just heard God saying here, this about you, and what he told him was exactly what that guy told us, but he wasn't there to hear it. That's called a gift of the Spirit that was working, but it was incredible to watch the encouragement that takes place. Here's another reason, guys, and it's a pretty cool reason. It's a tool to reach unchurched people. All of us have friends that don't go to church, and we want to connect them with the God that changed our lives forever. And sometimes they don't want to come to a service like this because for whatever reason, it's intimidating. They're not sure what to expect, but you can bring them to a connect group that changes their life forever. And we're going to be offering, you'll see a bunch of them here in a moment, we're going to be offering what we call Felt Need Connect Groups. What's a Felt Need Connect Group? It's a group that helps somebody with a big need in their life in the stage that they're in. So, for instance, if you're here and you're raising elementary age children and, and you just don't know how to handle certain circumstances or certain personalities in your kids, sometimes they make you want to pull your hair out, we're offering a class on how to raise elementary kids and it's it's a felt need uh, or how about this one if you have teenage kids and we we have a class just for that how about if you just went through a divorce that's a felt need we have a class for divorce recovery and we have class after class like that so some of you are here saying i need that i want to go to that class and that's cool but some of you know some people that maybe haven't met god yet through jesus but they have that felt need and you you can actually say hey I, we're having a class at our church. I'd love you to come, and you can connect them 
into that class where they can then meet a lot of great people. God can touch their life, and it could be an open door to where God could touch their heart and change them forever. So also begin to think about who can I invite? Who can I connect to this group? Who has a felt need in this way? Here's number six. It develops true disciples by mentoring and being mentored. I like to say it this way. We may attract attenders in our weekend services, but disciples are made in small groups, and it's absolutely true. My goal, turn people into followers, and here's what I've learned. 2020 principle, you have to have the rows and the circles to grow in God. We live in a culture where it's all about rows, so uh, we've changed that culture here at Believers, and we're really excited to take it up a notch higher than we ever have. And I'm going to talk to you about some of these incredible groups in just a minute. But before I do, I want you to hear this story, so check it out. Well, Laura will tell you that we met freshman year briefly at Miami, Ohio, when we went to college. And uh, that I was too cool to recognize her because I was too busy playing baseball. Her best friend's fiance moved into the house that I lived in. Since her best friend was over the house all the time, she started coming around and uh, she wanted to date the guy who lived in the room next to me. And uh, that didn't work out and then you know, I was just there to pick up the pieces, so it was fantastic. And um, you know, we kind of dated a little bit the last semester at, uh, of college and then she was getting set to go off to grad school in Baylor. And uh, you know, I think in a weird way, I think that really helped us going to Baylor. I mean, it, did, it didn't seem like it. When she, I knew she was going to Baylor, I just thought it would would fizzle away, but you know, I think being apart from each other kind of made us want to be with each other more than, you know, when she came home and moved to Youngstown. <laughs> I mean, you knew that was it right there, coming to Youngstown. So. Could never leave. That's right. Well, we were married on July 6th of 2013, and we had timed community group perfectly. God had kind of orchestrated that, so about two-thirds of the way through the group we got married. It was really great because some of the people in the group were actually at our wedding and that obviously was really cool to see. But you never really know what's gonna come the day after you get married. I mean, you always have that wonder of is it gonna be different? What's gonna happen next in our lives? And I think for us it was kind of cool to know that we had prepared for that. Knowing when you get married you have expectations and a lot of times our expectations aren't always the right ones. And so it was good to kind of know going into our marriage that it's important to not set these crazy high expectations for each other or we're gonna be really disappointed. I think when we first started the Connect Group, we were both a little nervous just because we didn't know everyone in the group really well. Uh, so it definitely was a little not scary, but just when we went in there, it was kind of just unknown. We'd never done a connect group together. We'd never really been in a, a small group together. So what is it going to be like? Are we going to have to share our entire life story from the beginning to end and, and everything? And it was just really comfortable, I think. We, we had a lot of fun getting to know everyone else, as well as being able to share a little bit about our, ourselves. So I think that helped alleviate any of anxiety the first couple of weeks. Doing life together in the community group I just think was a huge bonus for us and for me personally just because uh, I don't have what I didn't have uh, many Christian centered friends. For us and the eight people that were in our community group you know that will always be kind of ground zero for us and uh, 
whatever relationships we make out of BC, I think that it's safe to say that they would have started in a community group. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. And, and we're, we're better, better together. together. Let's give it up for Laura and Matt. It's wonderful to hear their story and see what God did. Hey, we're going to make a change here at Believers, and we're real excited about it. Wednesday nights here at Believers has been our largest small group. It's been a teaching group in here where people come to hear live teaching, and they've done an incredible job, and that group's going to continue to go on. But we decided to make Wednesday night a hubs for Connect Group, just, just a place where they all come together. We have childcare, which is awesome for everybody with young children. Uh, we have our students meeting on the other side of the building, which is awesome. So people can, uh, whole families can come out and everybody has something to do. Uh, but we thought, we'll make this our time for connect groups. And we also decided to change it to semesters. Now in college, a semester is about 15 hours or 15 um, weeks. Our semesters are going to be 10 weeks. And we're going to do a fall semester, which, be, which begins September 25th here at Believers, our BC night, and we're going to do a winter one. And uh, what that means is our connect groups have a beginning and an end. And again, that gives you the opportunity to say, I can commit that much time. I can, I can go enhance my spiritual walk. I can make connections and improve my discipleship I can do that. So that's where most of these are going to take place. We have some others on other nights. So I thought I'd go through it and um, just talk to you a little bit about them, let you get a feel for where God wants you. I want you to think about, do I know someone that doesn't know God that I can invite into a felt need group? So uh, here's the first one. We call it Next. You guys have heard of this one. This is for people that are here that say, I want to I go the next step and become connected at Believers. We used to call it Membership. And it's a wonderful course, and Carol Matasic does a great job leading it for us. And I was talking to Susie after um, first service. I was trying to get her in my group. I mean, I'm still in people from everywhere to get them into my group. And, and Susie looks at me and says, I'm new here. I'm going to go to the next group. I got I to gotta take my first step. So if you're here and you're like, Susie, I met her today, first time visitor. But she so loved it. She said, this is where I'm going to connect and uh, you'll want to get into next. Then, then we have the BC Knights Bible Study. This is what used to go on only here at Believers. And Pastor Bill and Arlene, you see September 25th, they're doing a series titled Healing God's Plan for Man. 25th will be lesson number um, four. It will end their series. Uh, and then in October, you can see we're doing a series titled Prayer Secrets. And then we're doing a series in November through December 4th titled Like Jesus Learning to Speak to the Storms of Life. And this is live teaching. It will be going on in the building. If you want to hook up with this, you can come anytime to hook up with it. You don't have to sign up for this particular group. And then there's Paramount. That's our student ministry. And it's, uh, it's going to be all year round. So that's just not a 10-week cycle. That's going on all the time. But on Saturday nights, they're going to have connect groups. And uh, you can see Joe and Aaron out there. They'll hook you up. In, in, in at their table. Then we have Biblical Foundations, and this is really a cool group. Uh, this will be DVD-driven, and, and many of our groups are DVD-driven. This is a, a curriculum that Andy Stanley put together. He's an incredible pastor in Atlanta, and we have an incredible leader. His name's Albert Crosby. Albert taught one of the uh, lessons in our playlist series in July, so many of you know who Albert is. 
He'll be leading this group. This group is all about the, the, the basics of Christianity. And Andy Stanley did such a great job. We said, we have to bring this into our church. We need our people to learn these things. And then there's a group called Bold, Building on Leadership Development, eight-week course. And this is Troy and Brooke Sexton that will be hooking, leading it. And, and uh, I'll just read this eight-week course on how to expand your boldness and leadership skills so you can display Jesus in everyday life. And you'll see their table. You can meet them. Now, here comes some felt needs. You ready? DVD-driven divorce care. Uh, and this is all about if you've been through a divorce. And I met a gentleman out there today that was signing up because mine's right next to the divorce care. And it's just so good just to see some of the things that are going on in people's lives and how God's leading them. Rick Fritz will be the leader. Chris Sees will help him and assist him. Rick pastored a church just like I do now. And then his wife left him for someone else. And he tells the story. That's why I can say it publicly. He pastored in, the, in Pennsylvania. And then God brought him here many years ago. And he's been an incredible asset. He's one of our Wednesday night teachers. He'll be leading the group. He understands. And it's DVD driven. It's an incredible curriculum. And then divorce care for kids. Because kids are going to need some assistance. And uh, Stephanie Shaw, who experienced that as a young young child. She's leading the group. Eric Thompson, who's an awesome guy, met him in one of my connect groups. He'll be assisting her, and it just helps the kids the same way the adults need help. And how about this one? Real marriage, and uh, Dom and Tony Denunzio are leading it. This is marriage enhancement, and I actually want to get into this group. And Tony's telling me, uh, she's saying they're going through the curriculum, and they've been married longer than Gina and I, and she says, this is incredible. It's changing our lives. And they already have a good marriage. So I think that's absolutely an incredible opportunity for many of you that are married. How about this one? Parenting the elementary years. Um, and uh, this is Bruce and Janice Buckler, our children's pastor. And if you have elementary age kids, you want to learn some secrets about parenting them. Incredible group for you to be in. How about this one? My wife's doing this one. Parenting the teenage years. And I love the name of the curriculum. Tough guys and drama queens. And, and uh this is fun. So if you have teenagers and you're wondering, how can I do a better job being a parent? How can I connect with them in a better way? Whoo! Or if you have friends, you go to work and they tell you, I'm ready to kill my kid. Hey, come to my church. We'll help you not kill your kid. Okay. And, and then there's, uh, there's single parenting. Uh, and, and this is Carol Berkey. She became a single parent by default. She didn't want to. And uh, she's doing an incredible curriculum with this. And her husband, Rand, is helping her they're also Wednesday night teachers. They do an incredible job, so you'll be blessed with them. And then there's a group called Transformations. This is live teaching. This is Paul and Paula Vanatsky. They're also Wednesday night teachers, doing an incredible job. And I'll just read this to you. Each lesson is designed to transform your life one step at a time. You can meet them out at the table. And then I like this one, IVAN Autism Foundation. And Nicole Kamasaroff leads this group. She's been doing this already, but it's going to continue to be. So if you have someone with autism or you know somebody, incredible support group to hook them up with. And here's the last one for Wednesday nights. This is my group. It's, I just call it spiritual growth. And I have two curriculums, guys, I'm going to use, and then I'll facilitate the group. Uh, but one is called Follow Me, and David Platt does this incredible job uh, with this curriculum. You get a book and everything else, and I'm going to take you through six weeks of that. And then I'm going to do one called Circle Maker. And Mark Batterson, a pastor in Washington, D.C., incredible stories, he'll tell you, but it's all about prayer. And I know how to pray. I've taught prayer. 
when I watched this curriculum, it, changed, it, it just took me up to another level. So you can come to one of them, not the other, or you can come to both. I'll be out there. I have people helping me out at the table also. So begin to think about where you belong. And then here's some other ones that aren't on Wednesday nights that might interest you. We have a Tuesday daytime prayer here at the church, and Tony D'Annunzio is leading that. You can call her extension 160, and she'll tell you the details. Then we have a Sunday night prayer that Pastor Bill and Tim Rose. he's opening up his home. If you want to go pray it with Tim and others at his house, call Pastor Bill at 107 extension and he'll hook you up. And here's one that's really necessary in our culture. Celebrate recovery. This is a felt need for people that have chemical addictions. And uh, Luther Stubbs is leading it. Jim Nadel is helping him. Both those guys have helped people with addictions. And here's what I love about Luther. I, I met Luther here at Believers. We were showing a football game on the big screen. I forget what game. And I came out. Luther was a, came for the first time. And I just walked up to him and said, hey. And I said, you want to sit and watch the game together? And him and I became friends. I mean, just close friends ever since there. He's gone through my disciple group. And he has a, he's a licensed independent chemical dependency counselor, so he also has all the skills to go with. And this is a curriculum that Rick Warren's church put together. It's an incredible curriculum for people struggling. And then we have communicating with your deaf friends, and Michelle Yartz does a great job if you want to learn how to sign. And Gina wants to sign up for this group because she tells me I'm deaf, I don't listen to her sometimes. <laughs> and really, I hear her, but I pretend I don't. And then... Uh, and Financial Peace University, guys, you heard the commercial. If you have debt, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, this will change your life. I encourage you to hook up. My brother Jim and, and, and his wife Judy are doing a group called Foodies. They're going to meet at restaurants. This is a very popular group, by the way, and hang out and fellowship. And Pastor Bill's doing a group. And how many of you loved this picture? Wasn't that absolutely incredible? Incredible picture. He was a rebel. Okay, here we go. Uh, he's doing the God I Never Knew. And let me just tell you what this is. Um, this pastor, Robert Morris, pastors uh, Gateway Church in Dallas, Texas. It's a huge church of about 30,000 people. But he was Baptist his whole life. And if you know anything about Baptist versus charismatic, Baptists don't believe the things of the Spirit are for today. And then he met the God he never knew, the Holy Spirit. And he was Spirit-filled, and he, he now believes in the gifts of the Spirit. But here's what I like about it. He wrote a book that's so absolutely... He's writing it from a different set of eyes because of his background. And if you want to know more about the things of the Spirit, Pastor Bill will take you through that. And then for ladies, Leah Mason does an incredible group. She's doing it again. She's going through the book Girls with Swords by Lisa Bevere. And if you want to hook up, meet some friends at, at that level, just women, you can do it. Young adult men, Matt Wilden, one of our leaders here, uh, he is doing a group around breakfast. And so you can talk with him and he'll hook you up. And then young adult ladies, uh, uh, Kristen Oakland, one of our leaders here, she oversees our Connect groups, actually. She's doing a book called Cazone by Craig Groeschel, and it's all about finding your gift. So if you're here and you're a young woman, you want to learn about your gift and, and how, to, how to operate in gifts that God placed inside of you, uh, which could be serving or whatever it is, this group is absolutely incredible. So now, I took a lot of time to do that on purpose, unashamedly. You know, I've always said, if I had to make a living selling cars, I would starve. I mean, I, I, would, st I would fail, but I can sell Jesus and, and products connected to him. Because you know why? This is eternal, guys. 
And your life can change forever if you connect with a group today because we're better together. So uh, some of you might have to run. Remember, this is online if you have to be somewhere. But if you can get out there and you can look at the groups, I really believe there's something God wants to connect you with. So let's close our eyes. Let's look up to heaven. Lord, I've done my best to teach the Bible and teach this subject. And Man, I thank you for every person in this room. And I thank you for how groups have changed my life. And I pray now for them. And Lord, so many here have connected, are connected, but Lord, may there be new connections. May there, may, may there be first-time connections in these groups. And I ask you to just touch hearts and connect people. Father, let people take steps and go through walls that they've never gone through and just say, you know what, I'm shy, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to just give you a moment with God, just for him to speak to your heart. What group does he want you to connect with? Thank you, Lord God. Can, can we continue to be in an attitude of prayer, but can we bow our heads, close our eyes, just for one more moment more? I, I want to give one more opportunity because the most important thing in all the world is to connect with God through Jesus. And if you're visiting for the first time, you've noticed something. I'm not weird. Um, I'm just a normal guy. I do love God because he touched and changed my life forever. And I learned that he wants to be my friend. <laughs> and I learned how to communicate with him through the Bible. It's wonderful. And if you're here and you're not sure of your eternity, you're not sure if you were to die, if you go to heaven or hell, or maybe you don't even know if you believe in God or heaven or hell, I want you to listen real close. I'm going to share some words with you that will change your life forever. All of us have sinned. We all fall short of God's standard because of the sin that Adam and Eve committed. And it's impacting us even if we don't know it. And it's put a wall between us and God. And that's why God sent Jesus and Jesus died on the cross. The Bible says for the sins of the entire world, God put them on him. So I don't care how bad you are. I don't care how many bad things you did. When you accept Jesus, every one of them is forgiven. And God will give you a gift called eternal life and heaven will be your future destination. And if you're here, you say, Pastor Joe, I can't remember a day in my life when I prayed to accept Christ. But you say, I believe what you're saying and I'm ready to do that today. Would you pray with me? I'm not asking you if you're a member of a church or you grew up in a church or you were water baptized as a baby or an adult. All good things. I'm asking you, can you remember the day when you connected? You, you asked Jesus Christ to be your Savior. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're here and you say, I'm ready to do that, would you pray with me right now? Everyone else in the room, would you help them? Just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I know I'm a sinner. I repent for all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I believe everything the Bible declares about you. I receive you as my Savior. Make you Lord of my life. And this day, I decide to follow you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Connecting Place podcast. For more information about Believers Church, visit believers.cc.